Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. A staggering 72.5% of people left jobs in food service or hospitality in 2017. That's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Well, there's one app out there that's trying to change that. Shift One is using technology to help restaurant chains retain their workers. And I am joined on this podcast now by Ashish Gambir. He is the founder and president of Shift One. Ashish, thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure. Nice to be here. You've got a lot of big name clients we're all familiar with, Applebee's, Dave and Buster's, Five Guys. Tell us how your app is helping them hold on to employees. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's actually remarkably uh, simple. You know, what, what we've seen for a really long time uh, in the restaurant and sort of broader hospitality industry is sort of this alarming turnover rate. Um, but, but we've spent a lot of time in the vertical. We're repeat entrepreneurs. Um, and anecdotally, we observed when we were out there at restaurants, um, exceptional leaders who are really good at, at things like recognizing crew members and um, adding uh, competitive forces to performance and, and over-communicating with those crews. And it was sort of simple examples of, of those three principles that we saw sort of consistently uh, on locations that could outperform. And, and that's effectively what, what we built here at, at Shift One is a, a system to really institutionalize those types of best practices across an entire chain. So what are some of the things, give us some specifics that Shift One can help um, employers do, even at the highest level, to try to retain those lower level employees? Yeah, absolutely. I think the way a lot of the industry thinks about retention is, is to become an employer of choice. And so they'll, they'll say things like we're putting together millennial-friendly perks or we're, we're mm. adding a series of benefits to attract today, today's employee. And, and that's really great to, to get them to apply, to get them to, to start to work there. But then what actually happens for the remaining 95% of the employee journey, that's typically when sort of support falls off. And so you know, at, at a very high level, what we like to do is over-communicate with the front line. You know, these team members want to know how they're doing. They want to um, feel recognized when, when they accomplish something. And, and too often, you know, hourly employees in the U.S. feel underappreciated, under, under-recognized, really unseen. And, and so our platform will take metrics that matter to the business. So think something like a guest satisfaction review or even transactional data like sales data. And if a team member is successful in selling a, a, a certain product, they can earn recognition through our platform. It's almost kind of like uh, the way a Fitbit can help you keep track of your, your step count. Mm-hmm. Shift One really helps you keep track of your performance. And that's really helping team members for the first time feel like they're a part of something bigger, like they belong and, and they're, they're earning that recognition that they've so desperately wanted based on the things that they're already doing in, in the restaurant. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're yearning for it because I've got some more alarming statistics to share with, with our listeners. According to a Gallup poll, over 25 percent of the workforce uh, in, the, in the food industry is made up of disengaged 20-somethings. 71 percent of millennials say they are disengaged at work. So what, how is your app helping them to get engaged? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's doing the things that I think matter to almost anyone in their job, whether you work in food service or, or in, a, in a more professional environment or, you know, you're a millennial or any other demographic. The idea is people want to feel recognized um, when, when, when they do something well. And more importantly, they, they want to know how they're doing. And, and for many of those folks, they want to know how they're doing relative to others. And so what we can do is we can ingest things like sales metrics per team member or guest satisfaction reviews per restaurant 
and we can do fun things like provide leaderboarding for those team members. So as a server, say at Applebee's, I can see how I'm doing relative to my peers when it comes to selling a certain type of product or what my attentiveness score is relative to others. Or, you know, again, it's, it's sort of giving that level of transparency that otherwise would be available perhaps in a report on, in, in the back of the house somewhere that is episodically updated, what we're doing is sort of making that consistent. We're using a platform that you know, team members today are comfortable using, and we're saying this is how the guest feels about you, and this is how you're performing. And the good news about all of this is it doesn't require incremental effort from management. You know, effectively, it's sort of a, like a scoreboard for, for your own performance. And for a good po- a portion of that population that you mentioned to be disengaged, um, they're finding meaning from from that data. They're finding uh, motivation, and and they're they're sort of using that to sort of uh, drive better performance and to deliver on the things that ultimately matter to the brand. Do you think though that a lot of the high turnover rate in the food and hospitality industry and the the disengagement we see is really just a nature of the beast? You know, it's a problem with the nature of the work for a lot of folks. The food industry can be. transitory. You know, it gets them from point A to point B, and it's something to make money quickly uh, while they're getting to their larger goal. I mean, is that, is is part of the problem sort of the way we we can, we think about these jobs, and does that need to change? Yeah, I I think that's spot on. I think for the longest time, the restaurant industry accepted these turnover rates and and this level of engagement as a cost of doing business. You know, maybe it's a, a temporary job before I go to school, or it's something I pick up nights and weekends, or it's just for the summer. And so uh, it's created this vicious cycle, really, where an operator thinks of a team member as temporary at best. And when you think of a team member as temporary at best, you, you don't put in that much, so it doesn't hurt that much when they leave. And and so it's, it's been this sort of awful situation now where, for the most part, it's really hard for any single location to get momentum in terms of growth when the base is so fluid, when, when people are turning over. But that's um, that doesn't have to be a cost of doing business. That doesn't have to be an accepted method of, of running a, an operation. And, and think about some of the sort of hallmark brands across any industry, you know, sort of the, you know, the Apples, the Chick-fil-A's, that, you know, whoever you kind of want to put the, the case study against, they, they have an unbelievable commitment to their team members. And that's not sort of just in terms of compensation. It's in terms of investing in team members to make sure that they feel truly a part of the team or tapping into principles of neuroscience, where you have a sense of belonging, you're working towards a shared goal, you know, you're effectively releasing the dopamine where, where team members feel like they are a part of something bigger. And, and when you do that, you enjoy dramatically better retention. Chick-fil-A leads the restaurant industry when it comes to retention because of that, because they invest so much in their crews to say, this doesn't have to be that transitory environment. Maybe there is some portion of folks who are going to use this as a summer job, and, and that's fan- that's fine. Uh, but for several more, this, there, there can be uh, career progression, there can be deeper meaning, and that's exactly what we want to unlock um, because we know there's an opportunity to, to earn buy-in from a greater percentage of team members than um, what's out there right now. And, and we can do that. We can do that through recognizing team members uh, based on their performance. We can do that through um, competition. We can do that through over-communicating, and we're seeing it work at, at, at all of our customer sites. When you say competition, you mean like – a worker is competing against their fellow colleague? Yeah, potentially, or, or even a restaurant's competing against another restaurant. So, for example, uh, a Five Guys, uh, they'll use a series of metrics where restaurants 
sort of are evaluated in performance one relative to another based on, on performance data. And, and we've been able to ingest that data into our app, and team members can track that live. And, and when they're going on a hot streak, they'll unlock a badge. Or uh, when their restaurant levels up um, compared to other restaurants in the neighborhood, um, they'll move up the leaderboard and they'll earn some notification for it. And so now for the first time, you have team members saying, Hey, you know, if we really kind of, you know, dial it in this week, we can we can get to the first place in, in our region. Or, um, hey, did you see that we got ding for, for this aspect of the operation? Let's make sure we tighten that up. And so it's really sort of that transparency that ultimately was historically a manager's responsibility to bring into the to the restaurant. Um, we can do that. We can do that through some very sort of simple and, and elegant solutions through technology and mobile where a team member can track those types of things um, for the restaurant and they can compete. Um, either with with each other within the restaurant, say you know server against server, or uh, t uh, unit against unit within a within a broader region. What are some of the rewards? Because I'd imagine if it's monetary, it can get a little expensive and out of hand. So what are what are some of the restaurant chains offering if you win one of these competitions? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well there's always ways to to normalize. Uh, e even with monetary rewards, you can sort of add some type of lottery system component to it, or you can just make it manageable. And 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 the good news is. For the most part, every restaurant out there is offering some type of you know, monetary reward or sales competition right now, whether it's who can sell the most of a certain product, we'll get a, you know, a $10 gift card, or maybe it's a little bit bigger for a, a month-long competition. So there is a little bit of that, um, but there's also a lot of other benefits, things like scheduling preference or a section uh, preference within a certain restaurant. Um, for other restaurants, it's, it's not about a tangible reward, but it's about the recognition. And and what we see from our results, where we're generating anywhere between four and 18% gains on, on the metrics that we gamify within our platform, is that whether you have a monetary incentive or not, it doesn't dramatically impact the results. And and what that tells us is it's sort of exactly what, what you mentioned up front. You know, team members are starved for this information, and, and more importantly, they're starved for that attention. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I don't, I don't care what industry you work in. You want to know when you're doing well or to put it another way, it feels good to know when you're doing well. And yeah, you know, motivated. it's funny because too often you hear when you're not doing well or you get used to saying, well, I haven't heard anything from management for a while, so I guess I'm doing everything okay because no news is good news, right? And, and you're saying that, that that needs to stop. Yeah, I think you're right. And again, that's going back to some of the neuroscience here where there isn't sort of a negativity bias, right? When 90% of the things that work well, it's a manager's responsibility to tie up sort of the 10% that's not going so well. And so when I hear about a guest review or when I'm hearing about sales data, more often than not, it falls into sort of that negative 10% versus the 90% of the things that I'm doing right. And that's exactly what the opportunity here is. So much happens on a daily basis in a restaurant that's amazing, right? Where a team member delivers a great guest experience or they upsell a certain product. And that doesn't get seen, uh, but but that, but that's exactly what you can really put a uh, a bright light on through our platform, where a team member can be recognized if they sell five of a certain product in a row, or they earn three great guest reviews in a row on on Yelp or through through the survey. And so now you have team members bragging about that performance because really they're learning about it for the first time and they're they're getting access to this content for the first time. But they're also taking pride in it; they're celebrating it. And you have team members sort of sharing ideas because. I can see that you're in second place on the leaderboard, and I'm in, in sixth when it comes to dessert sales. So I can ask you, hey, you know, what are you doing to, to, mm. to get, get that type of product? Again, it's, it's that transparency that's, I think, going to move the needle um, you know, for, for a lot of uh, the yeah. restaurants that, yeah, that, that are out there. It's a whole new world. I remember when I was in college, I waitressed for a bit. I really enjoyed it, but I tell you, it is tough work. And um, and to be able to have this, I mean, this shift one sort of seems to have this community now, right, within your own restaurant and, and camaraderie 
with with colleagues. Do we as consumers ever interact with the app, or is it just for in-house? It, it's just for in-house, and, and, and really that's intentional. We, we want to keep this simple. We want to keep this where – uh, you know, you're not dependent on any one team member or manager to sort of add input into the platform for it to be of value, right? So if when you think about social networks, it's dependent on other users participating and posting for it to generate value for you. We know it's sort of the, the simplest and actually most fun things that actually have a way of surviving the restaurant floor. And so when you key off of metrics that are already inside a business, again, sales data, throughput metrics, guest feedback, et cetera, that's sort of an automated delivery of value to the to the user. So whether they check the app once a week or once a day, there is going to be value because there's some some metric base in there. And and to your point, it historically has been a really tough industry to work in, which is kind of part of the reason why the turnover rates are sort of exactly what what you're pointing to. However, for the exceptional brands that are able to sort of be above average or significantly above average. They know how to recognize team members. They know how to make sure that they, they sort of have a sense of belonging and a sense of, of community, like, like you're saying. And that's actually a big part of our platform as well, where team members can exchange ideas and managers can recognize team members incrementally for outstanding effort on, you know, a, a, you know, a, a great shift yesterday. And so you'll see all these, you know, really in, enriching comments on, on TeamStream, on our, our community um, portion of the product where a team member will say, hey, I really appreciate you saying that. That makes me want to try harder. And, and that's obviously music to our ears when, when we see that type of conversation happen in, in a restaurant. Sure. Help clear something up for me. You had said that you know a worker can find out how, how well they're doing or how satisfied customers are, I guess. I mean, if, if the customer is not part of the app experience, where are you collecting the data? Yeah. So, so a restaurant likely has that data already, maybe through a bottom of the receipt survey that you'll see uh, on the ticket when, when you um, sort of check out at a, at a restaurant, or, or maybe they have some type of online monitoring where they can monitor Yelp reviews. And so uh, a restaurant typically has, you know, a warehouse full of, you know, sales data, guest feedback data, you know, ticket times, how fast are they, and sort of in the back of the house to, to get the, the, the plate out. And so all that data exists. And, and historically, the way it gets shared with sort of any one particular restaurant is through a fairly antiquated report that our manager is responsible for printing, posting, and then socializing with anywhere from 20 to 100 team members, depending on the size of your restaurant. As you can imagine, that's probably something that doesn't happen too often. So instead of being dependent on sort of that paper printout system, our app ties into those existing metrics that are already in that warehouse or in the point of sale system or in the survey that you already have at the bottom of your receipt. And we make it fun to track those metrics. We make it approachable. We make it a game. We make it rooted in, in positivity. And that's sort of really where you can unlock the value of the data that already exists inside a restaurant. Ashish, I want to talk about your background and how you came to be a founder and, and president of Shift One. I know you started uh, a software company called New Brand that was later uh, acquired. Uh, you were a consultant for Deloitte in your previous life. How did uh, that experience, what you did in those places, lead you to today? Yeah, well, you know, starting with consulting, I think that's just sort of a, a professional sort of description of learning how to listen. And so I think that mm -hmm. was a great place to kind of learn how to develop those sort of, you know, um, skills to observe, to listen first, and then to sort of, you know, speak next. And then I think when, once we went through the new brand experience, my, my co-founder and I both sort of um, uh, from this company and the prior company, we've, we've been working together for some time now. With new brand analytics, that was about monitoring guest feedback online. And so we delivered guest experience feedback and, and metrics to individual restaurants. And 
it was in that uh, experience that, that we saw firsthand how hard it was for a brand um, like a McDonald's or a Subway or, or any one of our other former clients, how hard it was for them to really kind of operationalize the data or really kind of take action with it. And that's because, again, that pace was so fluid. You know, you can send data down to a restaurant, um, but if, you know, the person who sees it is out the door two weeks later, it's, it's not really going to get any momentum. And so that sort of was our, our first observation into how difficult it was for a brand to optimize any one location, which is why more often a, um, you know, restaurants will achieve growth through a new restaurant opening as opposed to same-store sales growth because you, know, you kind of you know, plateau within a restaurant when you're talking about 100-plus percent turnover annually. And so that was just something that kind of ate away at, at us for, for quite some time where we said, look, we, we know there are techniques out there. You know, we, we've met exceptional managers who were really good with numbers and really good with data and really good at communicating and adding competitive forces to that, uh, to that data where we saw it was an exceptional few who did it, but they were able to do it manually. And that's a, a beautiful opportunity for an entrepreneur to observe because that's right where, where technology can, can fit so well. And that's exactly what, what led us to, to creation point. What did you learn uh, or continue to learn as an entrepreneur that maybe others can, could take away from in terms of you, you really needed to convince these restaurant chains that shift one is something they needed. And we know that can be really tough and change can be hard to change people's minds when they become sort of set in their ways. What, what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, I, I think that sort of the, the biggest takeaway is that it's, it's never too early to try, you know, uh, because it does take so long to convince, you know, whether it was with my prior company or, or this one, you know, many times sort of you strive for, for perfection, perfection in product, perfection in pitch, you know, perfection in, in message. And that can take a while to, 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 pull, um, to bring together. And, and what I've learned along the way is it's, it's never too early to get out to market because in the process of me convincing the industry that this is so important, I'm, I'm learning each and every sort of day in terms of what matters to that operator. And, and so we, we've learned along the way. Our, our core functionality has sort of has been the same since the beginning because it's what we believe in. It's what we're passionate about. Uh, but instead of sort of how we were positioning it sort of on day one, we're positioning it in a, in a much different way because we've spent that time learning and listening um, because we, we, you know, we didn't hesitate to get out into market early, even before our product was ready, because we know it takes some time to, to get in and, and we know along the way you're going to learn a ton. All right, Ashish Gambier of Shift One. Thanks for spending time with us on the podcast. I enjoyed it. My pleasure. Thanks for the time. Thanks for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. And remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.